Hey, so as I am recording this podcast today, I am actually in Burlington, Vermont. I am here for a wedding. Actually, the wedding was yesterday, and this morning we had a brunch with the family, and it's just absolutely an amazing time. It had me thinking about all of these different aspects of communication and connecting to one another. So before I start, let me just say that I am using my laptop, of course, and I am using uh, my travel mic. So it might be a little bit different than what people are used to hearing, but that's cool, right? Because technology is amazing. And then the other part of it too is my voice is really hoarse. And part of that is not only because we were dancing all night long and just having an amazing time. The cover band was incredible. I This might be, you know, it is. It is the best wedding I've ever been to. And I don't even think I'm being biased about it. The most amazing wedding I've ever been to. It's just beautifully done. And the cover band was just incredible because usually you hear cover band at a wedding and you get a little scared, but they were so amazing. And part of it was, is that they actually played, you know, they played covers the way you want to hear them, but the voice on the female and the male uh, singers were just incredible. And the band was live. And, and anyways, I could go on and on. I was just totally thrown by it. But also we were just laughing and talking and I was just visiting with so many people I haven't seen in a long time. And you know what? Communication and how we communicate with each other matters because some people I talk to on almost a weekly basis, right? Everybody knows I talk about my brother from another mother. I have two of them, but here in Vermont is Alden and I'm actually staying here with him in Burlington. And um, even though we talk weekly, it's just this amazing thing to kind of be in person and to like be able to like hug each other. And we were kind of laughing because I think we realized it had been like over a year or two since um I'd given him a hug because I hadn't been out here since he had his accident and also I think before COVID. So I thought that was an interesting thing, just that even though we're communicating on a regular basis, what was really just beautiful was to just see him in person and actually just give him a really good hug and we've been having a great time. He got on my nerves today, but that's okay because <laughs> we're both, we really are like brother and sister. We get on each other's nerves, but, but let me talk about some other things that happened. I, even though I was meeting a lot of people that I've seen and talked to and know I've known for years, I hadn't seen them in person in a really long time. And I hadn't talked to some of these people in a long time. And then there were all these other new people, especially from the groom side. I didn't know any of these people. And I found myself so many times becoming the center of conversation in whatever group we were in. And as I noticed that happening, I also saw myself back away from that to let someone else step in. And this is something that I do on a pretty um, intentional basis because I know when I walk into the room, I have such an overpowering personality that I will take it over. And part of it is because I haven't seen so many people in so long, 
so they're happy to see me. A lot of people have read my book and I haven't spoken to them or seen them since. So they were happy to talk about that. You know, it's also the gathering of people, right? But when you're in a group and we're talking, I think there were like almost 300 people at this wedding, you're talking about all these little niches and groups. And when you realize, and you have to be really self-aware of it, when you realize you're kind of becoming the entire conversation and everyone's kind of asking you a question, then I realize I have to turn it back and I have to start asking other people questions. And that's what I intentionally did because I started observing. Oh my God, I'm having a hard time saying that word. Observing kind of how I was just taking over a little bit too much, you know, now don't get me wrong. When the bride and the groom were in the room, uh, you know, they were in charge, but you see what I'm saying, right? I think we've all been in these situations where either we're always in the periphery because maybe we don't like being the center of attention and it's not even liking, it's not liking or not liking. I love hearing people's stories. I love listening and learning about what people do and, you know, who they are. And, you know, I love to answer whatever questions or have conversations. So it's not a matter of liking or not liking. It's a matter of realizing that some of us have a personality that we take over the room. And I have always been aware of it, especially when I was a kid, because I was a performer. So I always understood that that is part of what I do. I like to walk into a room and I like to meet people and talk to people. And for whatever reason, I find it very easy to talk to people. So there was this um, really, there were so many lovely people at this wedding, right? There was this lovely woman, Hallie, who I met. I've never met her before. And um, I could tell that she was a little bit shyer. And so I realized, let me talk to her. Let me ask her questions. Let me have a conversation with her. And it was fascinating because I think that, and you know, look at, I, you know, I'm, I'm changing her name a little bit here, but I think that this person who had so much to offer and taught me so much and explained so many different things, right? Because there was a little bit of gossiping going on and it was really fun. But what was awesome was that I realized when I allowed kind of myself to kind of get a little bit behind and just ask questions and let her talk, I learned so much about so many things I had no idea about. So what I want to talk about when it comes to communication and connecting There is this ability that we should all be able to be self-aware of who we are when we're in a room full of other people. Do we tend not to be people that can take over conversations or walk in and start talking to people? Or are we people that tend to stand back and wait for somebody to come talk to us? If we know the kind of person that we may be, then we can work towards being better at being the opposite. So being self-aware is really, really key in kind of communicating. The other thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was just fascinating was, you know, there were a lot of young people there. There were a lot of older people there. And then there were people old like me, right? There were people my age. And um, we all communicate different. So younger people were saying, yeah, why don't we just text each other? Give me your number which to me is not something I really do. Like I don't usually give my number out to strangers, right? But it's all under this wedding thing. So of course, I don't even know how to do it that fast. So I would just give my phone to them to have them do it, which I guess in some circles is the right way to do it. But 
I found that fascinating. Older people, um, and I did this too, I have cards. I was like, here's my card. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it has all my information. And it was great to see like younger people would just put in the, the phone number and text me right away. They'd be like, okay, you have my information now. And what I thought was cool about those different forms of sharing and connecting and networking was never making people feel bad for however it is they communicate and want to connect with you, right? Because this was a great mix of people and you could easily make people feel bad for not knowing kind of the in or right way to give each other digits or whatever the terminology is. I don't know, give each other phone numbers and email addresses. In the same respects, um, one of the younger people, who he was maybe maybe in his 30s, maybe 20-something, 30-something, maybe 31 or something. He was, we had this great conversation and, you know, he works for nonprofits and we were talking about nonprofit work. And um, I said, you know, we should stay in touch. He's like, I would love that. He's like, let me give you my email, which... I was a little thrown and he goes, Oh no, no, trust me. He's like, I just love email. I think it's easier because you could write a lot. And I was like, I'm right there with you. I totally get it. You know? So how we accept however people communicate, I think is the way this is going. Like you don't have to be a person that is so technology fluent, right? But you do have to be someone who's open to the possibility that there's a new way to do things. And the way that you've been doing it may be the older way. And in the same respects, kind of Gen Z or millennial people need to realize that some old school people do things the way we did them back in the day, right? And that that's okay too, as long as we're all up on that technology is here to help us, not to hinder us. And that's what was fascinating was watching all the networking happening, all the kind of connecting the dots of who knows who, all in this beautiful, respectful way, kind way. And I think it's because we were at a wedding. And I kept thinking to myself, like, how amazing it would be is if you went to a, you know, a seminar or a convention center, or even on LinkedIn, if you could just have a feeling that no matter how you tried to reach out, that people would not turn around and try to make you feel bad for reaching out that way. Hey, and that goes for me too. You know, I tend to be someone who doesn't like when people send me, you know, they add me on LinkedIn and then they just send me messages promoting their crap, right? They're like, you know, I just want you to know I wrote this book and I did this movie and if you could link here and da, 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 and it's like some long-winded thing. Anybody on LinkedIn who does that, nine times out of 10, I think we do feel kind of like this is a little too aggressive, too pushy, you know? Now I try to be open and just read because I know everybody is trying to make that connection to see if they might find somebody who can help them get to the next space. And I know for me, I would love for people to not judge me on how I try to reach out, but if they could be or are able to help or are interested would take me up on it, right? So I always try to respond to even those emails I get on LinkedIn, those direct messages that I think are really, really inappropriate. Um, I think it's really hard to connect with every single person on a, you know, personal basis on LinkedIn. But what I have found that worked on LinkedIn a few times is I make sure that I comment when people post 
and I comment positively and I um, highlight that person that posted that post and I try to be as um, friendly as possible. And I think if you're trying to network because you really are interested in what somebody has to say or post or whatever, then it's really authentic. And I try to stay away from the negative stuff. But I'll give you an example of something that happened the other day. I have been posting regularly on this person who always posts something like two, three times a day. He posts something and nobody ever uh, writes anything or likes anything. And I always kind of feel bad because I think some of the stuff he's saying is really great. But the other day he said something that was a little to me, not controversial, but something I disagreed with a little bit. So I tried to put a little spin on it, but I said, you know, I think I disagree with what you're trying to say, but I can understand where you're coming from. You know, um, and I just kept it in that vein. Here's what he still, he's never, ever responded or liked anything I've said or anybody else has said. So he is someone who is continuously just posting stuff on LinkedIn and not taking care of people who are going out of their way to comment, good or bad or indifferent. And it's not like he has a lot of people. Like you can, you can forgive someone if they have, you know, a hundred or 200 people to comment towards, you know, even still, if people go out of their way to comment on anything I do, I will do my best to respond to everyone as much as possible. And I understand that sometimes it gets, you know, out of hand with the the amount of people that are commenting. But if you do your best, at least in the beginning, three or four or five days, um, those people will be happy that you reached out to them and that you acknowledge them for saying something, especially if it's positive, you know, and in like embracing you and whatever it is you said. But the more important people, I think, and this is the harder one, is to also reach out to people who disagree with you or people who say something that might not be what you meant. Now, I'm not talking about the negative, ridiculous commenting people who are just nasty. Those those people are pretty easy to pick out. I don't bother with those people. What I'm trying to say here is we always talk about networking, but we're never specific about what networking means. What networking means is making sure you're engaging with people, you engage with people authentically. So you go out of your way to see what they wrote, to listen to what they had to say, and then you comment authentically. And then if you're the person posting something, if you're the person who initiated it, make sure you like or react to somebody who took the time. Networking isn't about going up to someone and say, hey, I'd love for you to help me with something. That's not how you network. The way you network is you genuinely and authentically care about what somebody is saying or what somebody is doing. Whether you agree with them or not doesn't matter. What matters is that you respect that they're saying something and you want to chime in with them, right? You want to acknowledge that you heard them and here's my two cents too. So I had a great experience the other day because somebody that I had been connected with, I then noticed that they were looking for some someone to help them with a job uh, to fill a position. And I then chimed in and I sent them the direct message and I said, Hey, look at, I just want you to know that, um, I'm interested in A, B, C, and D, even if this doesn't work out, could you keep me in mind in the future? You know? And they were like, absolutely. Carmen, I love when we interact. Thank you so much. I follow your podcast now. And I was like, see, I just made an authentic network and connection, you know? So, 
Those are the kind of things I wanted to talk about today, just to touch on how we connect with friends and family at maybe a wedding or a family reunion or whatever it is. I wish we could take some of those pearls, some of those things of respect and love and kindness that you get at a beautiful wedding. I wish we could find ways in which to incorporate that in things like social media right? Where we're kind and respectful and we acknowledge people. And the bigger thing that I really want to talk about is, you know, what I said at the beginning, this idea of being self-aware, who you are when you're trying to connect with people, who are you when you are trying to network or make a connection with someone, you know, do you understand that sometimes maybe you walk in and take over the entire room? Or are you someone who knows that you kind of stand back and wait if somebody calls on you or waits to see if there's something you're interested in? Can you then maybe force yourself, especially if you're somebody who takes over the room like me, force yourself to always understand that you have to give yourself a time limit, have to give yourself a moment to push back and allow other people I think what's fascinating too is how much I learned, um, not just about, uh, Alden and my friends, Fagan and Austin and, uh, Bonnie and just all these wonderful people, but I learned so much of that, about them and things that I, not that I didn't know about them, but that I missed because I haven't been here and to hear it from other people, right? It's just this beautiful kind of storytelling thing that happens. And when you're a great listener, which I consider myself a great listener, um, you hear all those beautiful pearls. You hear all those wonderful, exquisite kind of um, moments and they stick with you. You know, they kind of touch you. Like I teared up a couple of times because somebody was saying something about Halden and I thought, I know, right? He's so cool. It was just like a beautiful thing that they were saying about him. Now, I'm never going to tell him because, you know, he already has a big enough head. But <laughs> So, yeah, I'm so glad I brought my mic with me. And as I start traveling more, uh, I am going to make sure that I always do my podcast because now I think I, I have everything set up so I can do it remotely. And um, it's funny, it's raining here today. It's so beautiful yesterday. I was going to try to get some pictures and maybe do a little bit, something from one of the gardens here. And uh, But you know, being from California and leaving that heat wave that we were in and dying for rain, I'm loving today. <laughs> it's like this beautiful gray exquisite day. And for those of you on YouTube, you can probably see behind me. I don't know. Oh, I guess it, the light is too. You can see Lake Champlain from where I'm at. And it's really, really pretty. And it's so green here. It's so beautiful. But for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I'm I'm in Vermont. I'm in, and it's just green and beautiful. It's a little gray today, but it's just absolutely gorgeous here. So anyway, as always, thank you. I uh, love doing this podcast. I love sharing and trying to drop a little bit, tiny bit of knowledge. I did get a few emails last week, so I am going to uh, switch topics next week when I get back. And um, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for stopping by All About the Joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day.